What's up, everybody? It's Jeremy Jeffers with What's the Alternative Podcast. I am back with episode three. We got a very, very special guest in the building. Uh, former Tar Heel, former Greenfield Knight like myself, and now current uh, Chicago Bull, my guy, Kobe White. What's up, bro? What's going on? Ain't nothing much, nothing much. Look, man, so we're going to dive right into it, bro. Um, a lot of people know you, you know, from your, your basketball skills, but talk to me about um, your childhood and growing up. Some things people may not know about how you grew up. Uh, I grew up in Goldsboro, North Carolina. A lot of people think I'm from Wilson. Well, yeah. I'm from Goldsboro. By the way. <laughs> I'm from Goldsboro. Yeah. I grew up in Goldsboro. Uh, it was me, my brother, I got a sister, my mom and dad. Um, I didn't have a whole lot growing up. I grew up in a single wide trailer. Um, so I, basically, you know, you know, Wilson, yeah. Goldsboro, all, ain't much to do. The area, right. but ain't much to do. But I had the hoop. Right. The hoop and, you know, you go to school, but ain't really done, you know, everything else to get into is what you should be getting into. Right. Uh, so yeah, I grew up, I always been around basketball. My, my dad played at Central for two years and my brother played at Amara City University. So, Ever since I can remember, you know, basketball been been my life. My mom played in high school, so you know, my whole you know my whole family athletic. So right, it was kind of bred it into me. Right, tell me how you know, as you said, like in this area, tell me how you kept yourself out of trouble. Uh, I know basketball was a big reason, but you know, there's still a lot of temptation off, off outside of working mm -hmm. out. For sure, and it's definitely you definitely get presented it. Right, you know, it's in your face. It's, right, yeah. Uh, I got. I mean, I had good family. I come from a great family. My uh, brother and sister kind of set the way. You know, they made it out, and you know, my sister's really successful. My brother's really successful, and I had two great parents uh, that raised me. And I right. think a big thing for me was just surrounding myself with people right. that was good for me, right. and not surrounding myself with people on the wrong path. Yeah, that's and, uh, that's a that's a that's a big key to just life in general. Yeah, if anybody yeah. want to be successful, for sure. So let's dive into high school. Um, what made you choose Greenfield over going to Eastern Wayne? Either either way, if you guys don't know, Kobe is the leading uh, scorer all time in North Carolina history for points. Um, but you know, you would have did it at either school, in my opinion. But what what was your reasoning for not going to Eastern Wayne High? Um, it was just a better situation at Greenfield. It was a better situation. Uh, my brother actually, you know, you and my brother are around the same age, and right. he, you knew him, and he, right. knew, he grew up with uh, Cahill, right. so he wanted to actually come to Greenfield right. um, when he was in high school, so that's how we kind of knew about it, but my mom didn't let him say he didn't right. really take basketball seriously, because he was so good at football. Right. So, uh, yeah, that's how we kind of knew about it, and then so we asked Cahill about it, and he said it was great, and I knew it was a lot of competition in, the, in private school, Right. so... Uh, and the year before that, I knew the type of talent that you know Greenfield produced and right. things of that sort. So I don't know. It was just better for me to you know sacrifice and go to Greenfield, right? Academically and right. you know for sports. So right. that's kind of what I chose. And yeah, I probably scored more at Eastern Lane. I, ain't I think so. Like you had fifty at this time. It would have been crazy. So talk to me about your freshman and sophomore year. When you knew, like, all right, either either season, when you knew, like, I I can do something with this. I can I can go play in college. So my my freshman year, I you know Coach Salt was right. the first one to ever believe that I could be where right. I'm at today. Like he he was telling me and 
I was in ninth grade. I was a little scrum. I was a little skinny kid. Right. I think I was about back then. I was about five ten, five eleven. Um, I think my freshman year we played Westland mm-hmm. when they had like Harry Giles, mm-hmm. John Johnson, Quay Parker. Um, yeah, and that was really good. Brandon Childers, who had a, was killing that weight this year. Right. Well, it's all four years he was killing. He put a lot of people wrong. Right. Um, but they had them, you know, them, and they was ranked like top ten in the country. They was ranked. Right. And we went up there, we played Wesleyan. Everybody expected us to get blown out, you know, get killed. Uh, we went up there, I had like 25. I had like 25 against, you know, some of the best players in the country. Yeah. Top in the country. And nobody knew who I was, but after that game, like, I blew up. Like, right. around North Carolina, not right. nationally, but right. just around North Carolina. I kind of put my name on the radar. And I said, if I can do that against an ACC guard, right. got two guys that, that went to Tennessee, mm-hmm. and, you know, the number one player in the country, like, right. I feel like I can do it to anybody right. at any level. So right. I, that's when I realized like I can go somewhere in basketball, like right. the college, versus right. the college, like Division One. Right. So <clears throat> getting into talking about your father, man. So everybody knows, you know, your hashtag is FMF, which is for my father. Um, we all knew Doc, man. He was a great, great person. He had a great heart. And um, but tell me, you know. When it happened, mm-hmm. you know, I know it was tough because I was there with you when it happened. Um, but just talk, just talk about how you got through it and how it pushed pushed you to go harder. Um, I don't know. It was it was hard for sure. Um, when I found out, I mean, I ain't tell a lot of people, uh, but you guys was. I mean, I got through it through you guys mm-hmm. and you know my boys and my family. You know, I had a lot of people in my corner. Right. You know, and, and uh, y'all, y'all helped me through it. Um, I don't know. Only thing my dad wanted to do was see me play basketball, especially right. at Carolina. That's all he wanted to do. So, right. you know, even when I'm out there on the court, like, he's always with me. He's always watching. And I believe it. So, right. you know, it was it's difficult from time to time because you, right. you wish he was here. Right. I wish he was there on my draft night. I wish right. he was there, you know, when I was, you know, in the league. Right. Going to see my games. So, right. But, um... Like I always tell people, it's life. You right. know, things happen. It just depends on how you bounce back from it. Right. You know, I, I had, I had choices to make. I could have gave up. You know, that, it would have been easy for me to just say, forget everything else. Right. right. I'm gonna do what I gotta do. Right. Um, my dad ain't around no more. I gotta take care of my mom. I'm right. alone at the house. I gotta do what I gotta do. Right. But I was just, you know, my mom wouldn't allow me to do that. She, you know, installed me to be a good person and stay on the right path. And right. It meant a lot to me. Um. So, yeah. That's good, man. Your, your family. Uh, are definitely great people, and you know how to uplift everybody around. And y'all are very, very tight knit. So let's 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 speak let's speak on that a little bit, because uh, you know I, I I'm familiar with your brother, and um, just now getting a chance through the high school to kind of uh, know your mom. Um, you know, you met met your sister just in and out of conversation, but you know, talk about your family and the influence that they have on you, and. Um, yeah, and just and just how tight knit you guys are, how important it is to have family. Um, yeah, since I was little, me, well, me, my brother, and my sister, all been close, even though we're so far apart age. Like my brother's eight years older than me, and then my sister's eight years older than my brother. So essentially, she's sixteen years older than me. Right. So it's a big age difference, but really that never bothered us. And right. never, you know, some kids they have brothers and sisters, but when they're far apart in age, they're not really close, and they always say, well, they're so much older than me. Right. And we never let that stop us from building a solid, a great relationship. Right. Um, so, yeah, um, 
Yeah, we're really close. We're tight. Um, my brother and my sister are like my best friends. They know everything about me. They right. know everything about each other. And I, right. I don't know, it's just important. Right. It's important to have family in your corner because they can get you through so much more than you right. never could understand. Right. Um, like I would say, you know, I tell everybody, my family, they wake up every morning, they push me to be a better person, not just right. a better basketball player, but right. a better person, a better man. Right. Um, my brother challenges me every day to be better than right. what I was the day before. Right. And uh, I don't know, it's just, when you got somebody you can lean on through your tough times, like that's, it's important for you and right. it keeps you from doing stuff you don't need to be doing, I feel like. So, like I said, without them, you know, I wouldn't be where I'm at for sure. Right. Uh, especially my mom, my mom is like my rock. Right. Like, I call her like my big homie. Right. Cause she's just always there for me no matter what. Like right. whenever I'm going through anything, yeah. like I know I can call hey, her. Yeah, mom, that mom yeah, loves that mom loves it. Like, <laughs> so like, she always yeah. give you the right advice. She yeah. always give you what you need and, yeah. and they always tell you what you need to hear and not what you want to hear. Right. Exactly. So <clears throat> diving back into hoops. In high school when you made the decision, uh, to go to Carolina and um you played with C P three on the AU circuit. Um, when you really blew up. So tell me about who was recruiting you when you made your decision and why was Carolina the school? I think I had I had a lot of schools recruiting me. I think I had come out. By that time I knew that I, I wanted to go to either. I wanted to stay close to home either way. Right. Um, but only exception I had, like, I went, I really loved Providence. Right. Like, the way they recruited me. And right. I was a big fan of Chris Dunn when he was at Providence. Right. So, and I knew how they played their point guards. So, I was right. already, like, hooked on that. But other than that, it was Wake, Wake Forest and Clemson. Right. And then Carolina. Right. I don't know, man. You know, yeah. I always, that's what I always wanted, I always wanted to know. Because, I mean, and all the people want to know. Because you committed before, like, you really, really blew up. Yeah. Like, you blew up. I was blowing up, oh, but like after, after it was like, oh my god! If you would have waited, you could have had any school in any the country. School. Yeah. So like, what made you go ahead and 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 and, and say this? Carolina, you know, Carolina was family. Cause I think this is how I was raised, and when I went to Carolina for my visit, before they had offered me my first time going there, like I tell people, we was literally in Coach Williams' office. We sat and talked for like two hours. Right. After I played pickup with the team. Right. We sat and talked for like two hours and. Um, my dad and my mom was a big influence on me, like I said before. And my dad made a good connect, like a great connection with Coach Williams. My right. was like, "Who?" Cool. It would be times they'd be talking on the phone, right? And Coach not even talking to me. Right. Just he wanted to talk to right. my dad. So it was that type of thing. That type of thing. And I'm big on, like I said, I used to say, I'm big on family, right? Loyalty, trust, right? Been in relationships in Carolina. That's all they they built on, right? And when I went to go play pickup, and there was former players, and the players that was there, they were genuine, right? Good people, and, and it was fun. And I had right. a good time, right. and uh, I don't know. It was just I would literally woke up one day, like once I got the offer, I think I committed like two or three days after. Right. I woke up one day and I was like, yeah, I text the group chat, my family group chat, and I was yeah. like, I'm going like I feel like Carolina's the place for me, and that's where right. I want to go. Right. So they was like, well, you know, it was your decision and whatnot. Right. So, I think later on that day I, did, I announced it. Did did getting the recruiting process over with? Did that play a part? I was, as all like when you get to that level, um, I was recruited heavily from the mid major tier. But you know when schools are calling you nonstop, you're on the phone for 30, 40 minutes, yeah, answering the same questions. Yeah, coach, I grew up. Well, yeah, coach, I grew up. I mean, it's like a broken record. Did that play a factor or not really? No, nah, no, nah, not really. Because like you said, that's before. 
I had really blew up, blew up. So right. I didn't even know what it was like to really go through that type right. of process where you got different schools calling you right. every day, every day, every day. Right. Like I said, I only had about, by that time I only offered about eight or nine schools. Right. That was it. Right. And I don't know, it was just for me, I was like, I knew I wanted to stay close to home. Right. And I knew I wanted to to go to a, a blue blood at right. the end of the day. Right. And I feel like Carolina was going to put me in a position to where I can fulfill my dreams to the fullest. Right. So talk to me about first day at Carolina, talking to you about the adjustment of college. Um, Cause I know we talked about it when we was working in, in high school, but you didn't believe me. <laughs> Nobody believes you until they get there. But talk about like the adjustment of, you know, having to get on the schedule going from weights, conditioning the class to practice. Talk about that, how difficult that, that was for you. It's different. It's yeah. different. Cause when you are, I mean, when I'm, when I'm in high school, you think you're working, like right. you think you're going, like you're working right. hard and you think you're working your body to the, to its limits, but you're really not at the end of the day. I remember right. my first day, Cause at Carolina, I think we had 7 a.m. weights. Cause you go in the summer, you had summer school. Right. 7 a.m. weights, 7 to, we was in there for about two hours. So 7 like, <laughs> 7 like 9, 9, and then you uh go to class. Right. And then after class, you go to study hall. Well, I was a freshman, so right. I had mandatory, mandatory study hall. Yeah. So I went to study hall. And then from there, you go play pickup. That's how we do it at Carolina. You go play pickup, and then mm -hmm. you get your work in like on your own. Mm -hmm. So I'm in my first day, it was me, Nas, and Leaky. I'm gonna let the freshmen, don't, they watch this video, I'm gonna let them figure it out, but you don't do what the rest of the team do. Right. Just because your body, you know, it's Needs not, to develop. it's not, yeah, it's not, right. it's not where they're, where they at, and you gotta know all the techniques. You know how, right. you gotta know the techniques. Right. You gotta know the form, you gotta, right. so you do other stuff. Right. They had this in there doing, <laughs> never mind, but they had this in there like, about to die. The first yeah. day, me, Leaky, and Nas was about to die. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, my first week, I looked terrible at pickup. Yeah. I was terrible. I thought I was in my head. I'm like, they, they think I'm a bum. Yeah. They gotta think I'm not good. Yeah. My body wasn't used to that. So right. I was, I was like, it was days. I was like, I ain't score. Right. I ain't score. I ain't get to the cup. I was just passing because I couldn't. Right. I couldn't get past move. my man. I couldn't <laughs> get past my man. And so it was, it was hard at first. Yeah. But once you get used to it, it's different. The only thing is, is what kids don't realize when you get to college, ain't it? It ain't as much free time as you think it is. It's not. You want to schedule it. It's not. You want to schedule it's a, it's a job. Yeah. And your job is to perform. You're on scholarship. So, you know, you ready to get the books right. But outside of that, I mean, really your life your life is pretty much dedicated to basketball. Yeah, it, ain't no, yeah. it ain't no free time. It ain't no, you know, throwing frisbee like yeah. the rest of the students. It ain't, yeah. it, ain't, it ain't like that. It's yeah. so, like, for those who don't know, it's like, this is how my schedule was. I would wake up. Say you got class in the morning, 10 a.m., whatever. After class, you gotta go to, after class, you go to study hall. Especially when you're a freshman, you got mandatory study halls. Mm -hmm. So you got to study hall just to get work done. Matter of fact, no you don't. I'm tripping, I'm tripping. I ain't been there in a minute, long mm -hmm. But you got a class, after class, you gotta squeeze in time to get something to eat. You gotta right. squeeze in time to get something to eat. Right. Then you go to practice. You got three hour practice. Right. So say you got practice, we have practice at three. You right. got practice from three to six. Mm -hmm. Then you got study hall at night, and then you got tutor. You got tutors too, so right. you gotta go to study hall, and then whatever your tutoring time is, right. you gotta go to tutor. So I had like six study hall, seven. My tutor was like eight and nine, right. eight and nine, and I had sometimes you have another from nine to ten. Right. So imagine you doing so all day. You get back to your room, it's like ten thirty. Yeah. You gotta take a shower. Right. And then it's about eleven. Yeah. And then it's like 
It's over. Yeah, and then it's, it's hard because like and then it's like six hours of yeah. sleep. Yeah, right back. And then it's like you you want to have time to chill. You want to have time to kick it, watch TV, or you know right. what I mean? you want to have time, but you don't. Right. So it's like I'm gonna sacrifice sleep, which I'm not gonna do because right. you ain't gonna be able to function next right. day. So you gotta get, get your sleep. So. Right. So what what advice do you give to players nowadays who who think they're ready for that level, um, but they have no idea? Like what do you what do you what would you want to tell young kids um, to get prepared for the next level? I would say just have a routine. Right. Just have a routine every day that you wake up. Uh, it's gonna slowly become a routine either way, right. whether you like it or not. But I just say you gotta keep your head on straight. And right. you, and and if you if you're in the position I am. I mean, you gotta love hoop enough to do it, right? right? You know, you gotta love being there. You gotta love what you do. That's right. why when people don't realize why kids trans, trans, so many kids transfer. I feel mm -hmm. like it's because you're doing all that and say you're not, you're not playing, right? Like you're not playing, right. or you feel like you should be playing and just you not, or you right. got disagreements with the coach. That's added stress, and you doing right. all of that, right? And you telling me I'm doing all of this, right? And then when, when it's time for me to play the game I love, right? I'm sitting on the bench, right? Like so, it's hard, bro. Yeah. Like people don't realize like what, yeah. what what college athletes go through. Well, no, they don't. I don't think they do at all. And I, and I went through it, you know. And it's just uh, it's unfortunate. It's it's a business. Yeah. It's, when you get to that level, and coaches they're trying to win. Yeah. So if you they don't if you don't win, they get them out of there. <laughs> and then so they're gonna put the players that are you know producing in practice or producing mm -hmm. in even. And sometimes it's just politics. I like this kid. I recruited this kid. Maybe these kids were here before the new coach came in, so they gonna bring their recruits. It's it's a it's a uh, it's a big business, man. But if you you know you just gotta find the right fit. Yeah, that's why y'all got it. It's all about situation. Right. Anywhere you go, any level. Right. High school. Right. College. Right. MBA. Just right. Find, just right. Right situation. Right. So let's jump into hoops at Carolina. So tell me about the biggest adjustment from you. Scoring, scoring, scoring in high school where you had all free range. Now you had to really like change your whole game as far as like in a system. Yeah. And you had to kind of slow yourself down to figure out, you know, the right reads and yeah. passes and stuff like that. Tell me, tell me how that adjustment was because you know you didn't start off hot mm -mm. Um, mm -mm. when you were at first at Carolina. <laughs> and uh, so talk about that. It was hard. It was hard for me at first, um, Coach Williams. Like I said, uh, we got there. I didn't, I earned a starting job. I wasn't necessarily supposed to start when I first got there. I earned a starting job through practice. Right. Um, but it was hard. It was hard because coming from Greenfield, I was the number one option. Right. I was all right here, give you the ball. Right. And you know, go score. Go score. <laughs> yeah. And you know, win the game. Right. Like that's that's how it was. Right. When you get to Carolina. You got so many. I got a Carolina. It's so many much more talented, right. much more options. Right. I had Cam Johnson, Kenny Williams, Lou May, Nasir right. Little, Garrison Brooks, right. Randy Robinson. Right. You know, down the line, Sterling Manley. So right. you got as a point guard, I gotta get. I gotta find a way to get them shots. Right. Like I gotta find a way to put them in positions to score. Right. And I ain't never had to do that before. Right. So when I first started, I remember my first couple of games. That was bad. Right. Like that was bad. And I remember I had a meeting with Coach Williams, and he was like, "What's like? What's going on?" Yeah. It's like am I giving you too much responsibility type yeah. thing? I'm like nah, I just I don't know what's wrong with me. Like <laughs> I was like I, I think it was more like and when I watched some of your games, it was like you'll come off a screen. It's like ah, like I'm so used to shooting this. Yeah. you know what I mean. But Garrison is wide open on the roll, so or this guy's open in the corner. 
but you know you just indecisive because of what your what your brain normally tells you. Yeah. You've been scoring for four years. Well, on down. Yeah. So, yeah. So it was. I went to his office. We had the meeting, and he basically was just like, "Look, at the end of the day, I believe in you, no matter what. Mm-hmm. And when you, Kobe, when you just being Kobe, you're great." Mm-hmm. So he kind of, he kind of. Once I got that that message across to me, talked to me. Once I got the message across, and we talked about some more things, you know. Mm-hmm. But it was just, I don't know. Then we went to play Texas. Right after that meeting, we went to play Texas. And that's when, yeah, that was like my coming out yeah, party. Yeah, it clicked. Everything clicked. clicked. And then it was just, yeah, everything clicked. And then, I don't know. And it was just, I was going so fast. Right. I had to learn how to slow down. Right. I was, like, I might have been leading the first couple of games. I might have been leading the nation in charges. Yeah. Charges taken. Like, drawn. Like, I had, I would get, like, two charges a game just because I'm going so fast. <laughs> and I, I remember. Yeah, I what did I tell you when we were? Yeah, that's what I was just about to say that. He said, "You gonna have to stop and shoot the floater." And up. <laughs> the like, floater. We've been working on the floater. Don't let him fool you. We've been working on the floater since high school. You just now starting using the NBA, but yeah, yeah, it's it's a it's a different ball game, and um, especially when those giants are coming, secondary help is yeah. easy getting past the first guy, yeah, the second guy. Yeah, because like, in high school, don't like, like I've been yeah. seeing, I've been seeing dudes talking about like high school, like. Help side, right. you know. I'm like, yo, in high school, there wasn't no help side. Not at all. Not no help side, and not no real help side. Like, yeah. it might have been, oh, a dude stepped over, but right. he not 16. Right. He, right. I, I was a big guard. I was one of the right. biggest players on my team either right. way. Right. So on the other opposing team, I was one of the biggest players. Right. You know, unless we played some super like Trinity or right. Northwood Temple when they had super talented kids. Right. But I was like going right. around them, laying yeah. it in. Like I was yeah. like, he's six three, I'm six five. Right. Right. It's a difference. It's yeah. a difference. Talk about your relationship with uh, Coach Roy, with Roy Williams, man. Because uh, a, a lot, of, a lot of people know him as being a great guy. From when I met him, um, when he came down to recruit you or see you in the games, he, he just seems real genuine. Talk about your relationship with him. Uh, it's different. I think it's different from a lot of a lot of people that come through there, just mm-hmm. because of what I went through in high school. And him and my dad were close, and mm-hmm. so when my dad passed. It kind of our relationship grew a lot. Right. Because he would check on me a lot. Um, just, you know, give me advice. You know, the one thing he said when I was in high school is that, you know, you're still a kid. Right. So still do kid things just right. because, you know, it's just you and your mom and I know you got to take care of your mom. But don't stop that f- from being a kid. Like, don't try to grow too quickly because right. you're going to grow up regardless. Like, age is going right. to catch up to you. Right. So, yeah, so that was the biggest thing. And then, I don't know, we, he became more of like, he really became more of like uh, a father figure than right. Um, just because of, you know, he pushed me every day. He right. coached me every day, and I don't know. Our, our, ever since day one, we just kind of clicked. Right. And he's been by my side every step of the way. Right. Uh, it's not like I said. It's not too many college coaches that have come out already. You know, he in Chapel Hill. He came out of Chicago to see me play New York Knicks on a Tuesday night. Yeah. A Tuesday night like, yeah. during his season. Yeah. So it's like it's not too many college coaches that do that, and that right. just goes to show our relationship. Like he, like he was the first coach, like. He really believed in me, right. like even though you know when I didn't believe in myself, right. he was just always believing me. Every day in practice, he pushed me, right. and I remember one day in practice, it was I was I was like you know college is hard. Yeah. You got practice, and I'm yeah. like man, I don't yeah. really not like, feeling it. Yeah, I'm like yeah. I ain't, so I'm I'm BSing, like right. I'm, I'm not getting bad, right. like because it wasn't because like I didn't want to, it was because yeah. my mind wasn't there. Yeah. 
like as a point guard, Carolina, you got to get back no matter right. what. You don't even crash the glass. So right. every time, like I was forgetting to get back. Right. And I remember, I feel like I had got, I feel like I had uh, got fouled. Mm -hmm. I'm like, bro, it's a foul. Right. <laughs> and so I didn't get back, but I had sprinted back. And by the time I sprinted back, like I think he was played to, he did like a euro step, mm -hmm. and I blocked it. And Coach Rob, Coach Robinson called a foul. He called a foul, and I'm like, I look at Coach Rob, I'm like. So he looked at me like, you should have got back. And so, you know, I'm frustrated. I'm mm, yeah. under my breath. Coach Newton started the whole practice, chewed me out for 20 minutes. He was just yelling. Mm -hmm. Dang, like, it's been a long time since I got chewed out like that. Yeah. Like, since my AE days, and I was playing with Coach K. Yeah. And so he chewed me out in front of everybody. Like, he, he going on and on. Mm -hmm. Like, everybody, like. <laughs> and, like, after practice, he told me he was just like, he apologized. Cause yeah. That's the type of person he is. Yeah. But he just told me, like, you want to be great. Yeah. You want to be that accountability. Yeah. You that accountability. Great, like you got to bring it every day. And I think that's that's the big thing with coaches is what they got to understand is there's levels. You know, like when you get on a, a player like yourself, a lot of coaches are scared to when they get great players, even in high school or AAU, they tend to let that the good players. You know, slide. Yeah, yeah, they slide with everything. But no, nah, I mean they. It's hard to get better like that. Yeah. Sure. Sure. So moving on up through the season, um, and you know, moving up the draft board, um, how did how did that feel? First of all, I told you in high school yeah. you was gonna be one and done. done. Yeah. You didn't I believe, believe it. it. <laughs> you didn't believe me. You was humble. I said you, you, your skill level of uh, you know with the ball, your height, the combination of what the NBA is looking for. I, I already had a feeling, but. Um, just walk me through, like, when you saw it, when you start slowly seeing your name go out the draft board and what ultimately led to your decision to go to the NBA. Well, I'm a, if I'm being real, uh, like, I, like everybody knows, like, when I came to Carolina, I wasn't on the draft board. I right. was supposed to be, like, a multi-year guy, like, a three-year right. guy. Um, so I kind of worked my way up. But to be honest, I didn't look at the draft boards or anything. Mm -hmm. Like, I didn't know I was on the draft board until, like, January, where some – one of my one of my guys from home, mm -hmm. back in my hometown, just DM me and said congratulations, mm -hmm. and he sent me a link, and I was like, "What is he?" So I was one of the thing, and they said I was like top ten, right? I was in the top ten. That was my first time ever seeing my name on the draft, right? Board. Like I was still on Twitter, year people saying who right. worked his way up, right? You know, top twenty to right. lottery or whatever. But I never like looked at the draft board. But once I had seen that, it was just like crazy because <laughs> you 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 was telling me I was gonna be one and done. Um, my brother was like, he didn't necessarily tell me I was going to be one done, but he was. Will, like, if anybody knows Will, Will is very hard on Kobe. But, uh, you know, he's a great guy. He, like you said, he pushes you every day. But yeah. he ain't going to tell he you. He ain't tell me I was going to do but he was just telling me, like, if you do what you got supposed to do. Right. If you just play how you're supposed to play, you will get there. Right. So he was telling me, and I remember I had a, because I had a conversation with Nasir, who was right. my teammate. Right. And... Uh, we was roommates, whatever. So we stayed up beside each other. And me and him, that's like my brother. We super close. Right. We didn't, we didn't even know each other until we got to Carolina. But right. our relationship was crazy, like how fast it grew. Cause, right. You know, he he believed in me more than I believed in myself. Right. When I was there, cause he was telling me, bro, you can go top ten. Right. And I was like, ah, right. oh, like it's. He was like, bro, you can go top ten. Right. And tell me, tell me now. Let's let me stop you there, cause this this gotta be insane. You guys are eighteen years old. Yeah. It's wild. But tell me, like. Y'all were in the dorm room talking about that kind of stuff. Like, Ooh. tell me, give me, give me some stories about you know, because it's a whole different type of level 
than the norm the norm or everybody else in the, you know mid major low major on all the way they don't have these kind of conversations <laughs> like hey bro you can go top ten like in the NBA <laughs> you know what I mean so yeah. talk about talk about that like how exciting that was um it was literally just like because after we would play games like if I would play bad mm-hmm. he would be like he would come to my room and say like you straight. Right. If he would play bad or like he was frustrated, right. I would just go in his room and like and it kind of it kind of became like a, just the thing after every right. game. Like most right. of the time, we would just talk about what happened, what did right. during the game, moments that we had, what was turned, like you know right. things like that. So right. I don't know. We we talked a lot about basketball. So did you feel like there was a tremendous amount of pressure when you guys used to have those talks? You know, um, you know, did you feel like there was a pressure pressure to perform now that your name was on the draft board? Um, nah, not really. For me, it was just going out there and hooping. Uh, like I said, for me, when I'm on the court, it's like, I'm just hooping. Like, I don't think about nothing else. It's right. Like just me playing basketball. Me feeling like I was playing the wild when I was, right. when I was 14 years old. Right. So, like, when I'm on the court, I'm just out there playing. Right. Um, but, nah, not really. I mean, I was just going out there hooping. The only time it, it kind of bothered me was that when we played Duke at Duke. And I knew that that was the game that's gonna be. Let's talk about that. Game. <laughs> I said, "Oh my God!" So let's talk about that game now. You know, I know you and Zion and RJ, y'all all cool. Um, let's talk about you know the hype of, of Zion and how did it affect you in that game? I think Obama was there. Yeah, I mean, met, like, we met Obama. Did you? Yeah. Like, but just let's talk about like I think he came. Did he come in the locker room? Uh-huh. So like. Talk about the 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 uh, experience of playing in Cameron and um and that that game in particular. That game was crazy. I feel like than any other North Carolina Duke game because it had Zion. Right. Uh, the game was just so live. Like, right. It was so hyped up. Right. And what really hurt it, but obviously was when Zion blew right. his shoe. Right. Um. That that was kind of like. Right. Like. Right. Because we we cause us and Carolina. Cause they was everybody like do 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 do. Right, right, right. So we was like, we wanted to beat them at full strength. Right. Like when they had everybody. So there was no excuses. Yeah. Right. So when you got hurt, kind of ruined ruined the game. Right. But that game was crazy. Coming yeah. into it, I knew like nobody told me, but I knew like I was playing against Trey Jones, right. who was the top one of the top defenders in the country. Yeah. And he, I figured out. Yeah, I found out he was one of the. <laughs> He got strapped. I man. found out he was one of the top defenders in the country. Yeah. And I think he held me to like, I had like eight points. Yeah. Uh, I had like six turnovers. Right. So he locked me up. Yeah. And after that game, I had a lot of respect for him. Yeah. Um, but I knew like that was gonna be like solidify myself as like right. He top ten. Yeah, he yeah, locked yeah. me. And once that happened, it was some questions on the table. Right. It was some questions on the table. So. Um, we won the game yeah. by like 15, yeah. but that game was difficult for me, Right. Uh, but at the end of the day, it's all about winning. Right. So once we won the game, I was just like, it's whatever, like, yeah. whatever, forget how I played, like, we playing again. Right. In the, in talk the about talk about that, because that was the coming out, <laughs> the party versus that. That was, I think that was a game where I'm starting to hear Jay Billis and the guys who were commentating the game, like, yeah, Kobe, Kobe White, you know, I think when you hit the... When you hit the uh, the step back on Reddish, yeah. I was like, okay, he in his bag. <laughs> he, he's in his bag. But like, I think that's that's when people start like, okay, because it was you know those games are the biggest stages yeah. where everybody's watching. So yeah. how did it feel to to do well in, in that game at home? It was it was it was a great feeling. Right. Um, 
it was kind of, cause like I said, like at the end of the day, it's about winning. But as a player and as a kid mm-hmm. who won't, got dreams and aspirations of being in the NBA, when you think, when you, and it's possible, mm-hmm. like when it's very possible that you mm-hmm. can become that, you always got in the back of your head. Like that game I had in the back of my head, like I got to solidify myself. Right. Like I got to like prove like I'm top, like, you know, top of my class. Right. In this draft class. Right. So I think that game was crazy. Right. It was our senior night, so there was a lot of emotion going on. Right. First half, I played okay. Right. Um, I had to step back, and then I can't. I rejected the screen. Right. Went behind the back, yeah. and then finished like that. Yeah. So that was lit. <laughs> uh, I think I first half I had like eight points. Yeah. And then the second half, I scored like twelve straight. Yeah. Twelve, twelve. It was like twelve or ten straight. All right. And. I don't know. That was after that game. Like I was like, that's when you go on social media. Right. Everybody. Right. He's this. He's that. Right. Like, you know, Jay Billis had me in his top five. Right. He saw he was showing love. Right. He had me in his top five, and uh, yeah, every that game was just like, all right, like I'm like, yeah, I'm here. And I had to prove to my, I also had to prove to myself. Like right. after I played Trey Jones, I had to prove to myself that I belong. Right. And then I after that game, cause after we played Duke at Duke, and he he. Kill me, lock right. me up, was killing me. I t- kind of told myself like I went back and I was just like, I never like let myself, right? You know, I yeah. never, I never do that again. Right. Like allow myself to get locked up again. What uh, what adjustments did you make as a player with a with a with a great on ball defender like Trey? Like what adjustments did you make for the second? Game? I worked, I worked after that. Yeah, I got with Kendall, Kendall Marshall. <laughs> right, and I worked on it. Right, and it was I think a lot of like I think. Uh, he helped me out a lot. Right. Um, we watched film on it, and I think he kind of we went over little drills, and he pressured me. Right. And he showed me like ways to get them off, and right. stuff like that. Right. So Kendall helped me a lot on it, and then I think second game I just came with a different mentality. Like he made me a better player. Like right. he, he made my mentality. He made me go harder than what right. I was. Right. He made me up. He humbled me. Right. In some ways, right. like he humbled me. Right. And the second game I just came with a mentality like. I don't care who you are. I don't care who you are. <laughs> I'm killing whoever right. in front of me. Right. And I think that that's what happened. Right. And then second half, I just got hot. Like I was, we, cause the game was close. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, it's my wow. It's yeah. it. Like yeah. I'm about to take over. Yeah. So I hit, I hit the size up first. Right. Like, then got an end one. Right. Then hit the step back. Right. And then hit the jab three. And mm-hmm. I'm like, and that separated us. And I'm like. Yeah. Like yeah. I'm on, like I'm, yeah. I'm, 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 yeah. I'm, yeah, in that, that time, <laughs> yeah, I'm in that, that time. So talk to me about uh, moving on to, you know, obviously you moving up the draft board. You see yourself in the top ten. Now you're a lottery pick. Um, now your life changes after the season's over. Um, what led you know that you was ready for the NBA? Um, I know you talked it over with your family, um, but you know, how did you? Was that game that that uh, moment where you felt like it was time, or like? Was it hard to make that decision? After after we played, after that game, mm-hmm. um, at, at Dean Dome, I was like, I'm out of here. <laughs> like, I, 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 no, for real. Like, in, my, yeah. in the back of my head, I'm like, I ain't coming back. Right. Like, I'm not coming back. Right. And the only thing I wanted after that, because I knew my family wasn't going to let me come back right. at the end of the day, but they was going to respect my decision. If I wanted to come back, they were going to support me either way. Right. But I knew, like, they, they always, like, my family, you know, they always like, what's your decision? Like, right. but I know, like, yeah. leave. Like, right. Right. but only thing I wanted was 
I had taught Coach Williams about it and right. get his blessing. That's the only thing that I really wanted. Just right. because was that nerve wracking or not really? Yeah. Yeah. Because in the back of your head, you always got them rumors. Right. You know that you hear about right. what I'm saying like, oh, you know, you need to come back, which is completely not true. Right. We had the meeting and he told me, I, me being selfish, like, I want you to play. Right. <laughs> and I want you to come back and play for me, but that's right. me being selfish. Right. And he was like, if you come back and play, you'll be the best point guard in the nation. So, but he said, me being realistic, you should leave. Right. Like, you gotta leave, like, you're a top 10 pick. Right. And he was like, with your family situation, like, it's best for you to leave. Right. And I said, after I heard that, that's when I, right. after we had that meeting, I called my family and I was like, I'm gone. Right. And then the next day I announced I was leaving. Right. Walk me through draft night. <laughs> I was there. It was the most nerve wracking thing on my side. Yeah, and I'm, yeah. I'm watching the draft boy like, man, like, <laughs> Ford, come on, man. Like, come on, somebody draft my guy. I, it was nerve wracking being there. Nerve wracking for everybody in Eastern North Carolina as well, in Chapel Hill as well, that were watching it. Just walk me through, in your mind, just being sitting down there with all this lights and media. How did, how did it feel? Yeah, this is, you got to be in the moment. Yeah. So I'm sitting there and, uh, you know, you see, you know who best is going to be in the top three. You right. know who's going to be Zion, John, RJ. Right. You know going to be top three. Um, and then it's, it was kind of like wide open. Right. Like, it's just whoever the team wanted. Right. So I'm sitting there, them three go or whatever. And I'm like, boom. And then I seen, I seen uh, Minnesota. Swap picks with Phoenix, because mm -hmm. to be honest, I thought I was gonna go to Phoenix, mm -hmm. and then when they swap picks, I'm like, because I had worked out for Minnesota and mm -hmm. they, they was rocking me, so I'm like, I'm going to Minnesota. Right. And then my agent, uh, my agent was like, Minnesota not picking you. So then I'm like, cool, I'm definitely going to Chicago. Like, I'm definitely going seven. So in that process, you pretty much know. I knew. Yeah. Once. Like the fourth pick, I knew because right. then that trade happened. I think, right. or well, the, my agent came back to the table and was right. like, Minnesota not picking you, right. whatever. So I'm like, cool, it ain't no problem. Yeah. We're going to Skyler with it. Yeah. Yeah. So then, um, seven pick came up, and I knew I was that was that was I was getting picked at right. seven. So it was like, you know, the seven pick. This shit. Right. Those words, I can yeah. still, you can yeah. still, I can still hear Adam. You right. Know, Adam Silver. You just watch it, so you watch it so much. Yeah, saying those words like with the seven pick in the 2019 NBA draft, the Chicago Bulls select Kobe White from the university. Right. Yeah, like I can recite. Yeah, yeah. but um, yeah. So I don't know. It's just your heart going crazy. Yeah. You don't know what to think. Right. It's like, and then afterwards, it's like, well, afterwards, people don't know. I, I ain't know. Right, you got our media circuit. Right, so you don't even, <laughs> even have time to think about it. Right, right. To think about it. Right into it. But then after I got to the hotel room, cause like you guys was there. Yeah. My two boys, Coil and Coil, were home for there. Right. So I get to the hotel room. I'm turned like I'm like, yeah, like yeah. I just got drafted. Like yeah. it's good. Like it's lit. Like yeah. So it was fun though. I mean. Your like you said, your whole life changed in every aspect. Right. In every aspect. Yeah. Once you people don't, once you get there, you're no longer normal. Right. You're not a normal kid anymore. Right. Because everybody watches every move. Right. And anything you do, you can you held responsible for right. it. And it's on a bigger, way bigger stage than what it was before. Right. That's a that's a that's a it had to be an amazing feeling for sure, for sure. So talk to me about <clears throat> now you get drafted in the NBA. 
your first wow moment in the league. You grow up watching these guys, LeBron, KD, Kyrie, uh, Dame Lillard, which is one of your favorite players. Who was your first wow moment where you like, bro, I'm on the court with the, you know, with some of the guys that I idolized growing up? Um, my first wild moment, I would say, was probably when we played Braun. Yeah. When we played Braun, we played Lakers early in the year. Yeah. We played them early in the year. We played Braun, and he huge. <laughs> <laughs> he huge. He a freight train. Yeah. He really a freight train. Right. I remember we played Braun. I had I had 15 in the first half. So right. I was good. I was like, yeah. playing against Braun. In the second half, I was with Braun. See, I got Kobe. I got Kobe. So yeah. I was hurt. I yeah. Was hurt. <laughs> That's dope. And That's then, dope. And That's then, dope. Uh, I remember we was up by. We was up by like 20. Right. We was up by 20. They slowly started coming back. And then Braun and Braun and AD weren't even playing. Right. Braun and AD weren't even playing. So we up by like 20. It's fourth quarter, Bron and AD come back. I think AD came back first. He started cooking. Yeah. And Bron came back. And he, like, I ain't never seen somebody, like, just take control of the game. Right. And he just, hmm, hmm. Yeah. Hmm, yeah. Hmm, hmm. Like, yeah. I'm like, what's going on? <laughs> I'm like, we was just up 20. And he really, like, took over the game. But right. it's not like nobody, like, when I think of taking like, over the game. Like, scoring. Yeah, I'm thinking, yeah. like, okay, hey, yeah. nah. He was like, Directing like right. he talking in the middle of the play. Right. Like he, he on the block. He talking like you go. And I'm like, yo, this is crazy. Cause I, I think I was on the I was on the bench. Yeah. And I'm looking. I'm tired. I think Dizel, it was Dizel Valentine, somebody. I'm like, I'm like, bro. I'm like, bro. He's real. You see that? Yeah. I'm like, and Dizel like try to tell you. Like he, he he different. And I was like, yeah, that's the first, like he just he was Every pad, open shot, open shot, open mm -hmm. shot, AD, live, live. Mm -hmm. I'm like, yo, wow. he really the best player in the world. Right. Like, he the best player in the world, bro. Really? But granted, I ain't got the, I ain't seen KD live. Right. Like, I ain't played, like, because you know he was hurt. Right. I ain't seen Steph live. Right. Because he was, you know, hurt right. most of the year. So, I ain't seen none of them guys live. Right. So I, but from what I, I seen, from right now, <laughs> when I seen yeah. bro, I got it, yo. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's got to be a, a a crazy feeling as a kid. Um, now talk to me about. Um, let's talk. Let's let's go into the financial realm. Um, it's a whole different. You're 19. You know, hundreds of thousands of dollars. Talk to me about uh, being smart with your money and 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 um, things that you you and your team talk about. You know that that you can give other kids that may be on this path or just in life in general when they start working. Um, advice on what to do with their money. For me, um, the goal right now, the position I'm in, the goal obviously is to be the best basketball player I can be, and that's to be an all-star superstar in the league, one of the best point guards in the league. But other than that, the goal right now for me is for me to take care of my family, right. make sure my mom don't work again, and have generational wealth. Mm -hmm. So when I have kids, they won't have to worry. They'd be set. They didn't have to grow up like I grew up, like right. a single wide trailer. And right. You know, not having that. Cause I know, when I grew up personally, like when I had friends, I'd be embarrassing to come to the house. Right. Like, cause I went and like I'm like I remember one time my friend, cause he lived in like a two story house, like in the one of the rich neighborhood, like, nice neighborhood in Goldsboro. And I'm like, I when he, this is the first time coming over here. I'm like, I'm just gonna let you know, like I live in like a trailer, like a single white trailer. 
And he was like, nah, stop lying. Cause like, we would never know cause right. the way I carry myself. Like, right. I don't carry myself like I'm like that. And my, my family, my mom and my sister, especially, my sister was the first person, I think, who bought me a pair of J's. Right. She was like, so she always made sure I had, you know, I had decent clothes on. Right, right, right. right. So he went over there and he looked at me, he said, I ain't believe you. I'm like, I told you, said, right. everything ain't what it cracked up to be. Right. So just that, so they didn't have to do, like, they didn't have to go through that stuff, but my kids don't have to go through that stuff. Kids, right. college, whatever they want to do, everything be, be set up for them. Like, right. college paid for. Right. So that's what I'm thinking about. So, like, when I first got to the league, the first thing I told my financial advisor was like, I want to say to where if I never get an NBA contract again, be good. I'll be good. Like, I'll be good. Right. Like, and then I could focus on other stuff. Right. Rather than some people blow their money right. and then they have to get another job. Right. Rather than if I'm good enough, I can do whatever, like start my own business. Right. I can invest. Right. I can do stuff like that. Right. Just so in case something do happen, right. I'll be set. Yeah, you got Because really, like several sources of income. Really, you, you want to get to your second contract. Right. That's where the big money comes. But in reality, now because because the economy or right. whatever and money so high like right. you know in the league you get paid so much money. you you good like your rookie con like your first right. contract especially if you a high pick right like, you good like you right. just gotta make it make it work right right who do who do so tell me how it is playing with uh some of your teammates um especially Zach Levine you know <laughs> Mister Mister Athleticism but tell me how it is playing with with guys like that you know. In your first year, it's surreal, bro. It's crazy because uh, before all this stuff happened, I was in the gym and we had kind of like a shoot around day. Like a, it was practice, but it was more light because we were coming up. I think we was coming up a lot of games, mm -hmm. and we had a game the next day. So I'm looking at the gym and I just see I see Chris Dunn, like I said earlier, right. who I follow that probably he, right. he a killer. So right. I seen Chris Dunn, he over here. You see Denzel Valentine, who me and my mom used to watch when he was at Michigan State. Right. He was, he was, he was tough. tough. He's still tough. Yeah. He's still tough. Yeah. But he he was tough. So my mom my mom seen him and said, Oh yeah, I used to watch you at Michigan State. Yeah. So like seeing him, then I see Daddy is young, right. who been in the league so long, who right. I remember him when he was killing, he was at his uh Sixers. Right, right. Then I see Otto Porter, who right. I remember at Georgetown, right. and then I remember him. In DC, right. they made the playoff run. Right. Then you see Zach. Yeah. And then you see, you know, them guys. They kind of. And then you, I went there. Like I was just playing AAU with right. Wendell. Right. He a year older than me. Right. And then you see Zach, who's like, who I watched in the dunk contest growing right. up. And right. then you realize when you get there that this dude is way much more than a dunker. <laughs> right. He, right. He's a super ultra bucket. Right. And my guy <laughs> deserved to be. He deserved to be all star this yeah. year. Yeah. But uh, he's crazy talented. Right. Um, the, the stuff he does is just he makes it look effortless. Right. And like I, I be to my me and my brother talking about it. It's like it's it's no funny, but like it's, it's beautiful. Like the stuff right. that he be doing. Right. The, like his footwork. It's like poetry. He, yeah, it's poetry yeah. motion. Like yeah. how he get to his spot. So yeah. them guys, and then I see like Ryan Archdiak, you know, right. who led with another, right. you know, to. Championship, yeah. You beat my, you beat the Tar Heels, right? The Chop Hill, but yeah, like it's just you don't. He, I was in high school when that happened, right? So it's like you don't imagine yourself in playing two with years, these, though. Yeah, like yeah. you don't imagine yourself playing yeah. with these guys. Yeah. Talk about <clears throat> your uh, your start to the season and before the coronavirus and everything really turning up. I mean, you was in, you was on a tear. I said, okay, he. 
Yeah. <laughs> if he had that, you know, rookie of the year type, you know, he was moving. So talk to me about, you know, that and then the coronavirus affecting the stop and how you feel about the season um, just stopping abruptly. Uh, my start of the year was rough. Yeah. Up and down. My first two games, I played really well. And then that kind of went on the – it was rough. Yeah. Uh, you hit the rookie wall. All of that's real. Right. For those who don't know, the rookie wall is real. <laughs> uh, you get ups and downs. And NBA is lonelier than people think. Like, right. people think just because you got all this money, right. they think you got this, that, the third. Like, right. it's lonely. You on the right. road. You guys, I'm 19. I was 19. Right. I just turned 20 like a month ago. Right. I'm 19. It's dudes that's 27, 30, right. 30. Like, yeah. You know, you know, it's not yeah. like in college where everybody eight. Every, yeah, and then yeah. you can go to that room. What's right. Like, nah, right. like this is this is he 30. This is chance to get away from you know the kids. Right. Man. Right, the one. <laughs> so he relaxing. He right, want to deal with a nineteen year old. Right, you know what I'm saying. Right. So it, it gets lonelier than what people think it is. So when people talk about when NBA players talk about depression, right, and all and you know anxiety and stuff like that, like you can, once you get a league, because I was one of those guys. Like when they all came out, I'm like, man, he a millionaire. Right. What you worried about? You right. good? But nah, like it's a lot of pressure. It's a, it's a lot of pressure because yeah. you gotta. You always working towards the next contract, or you always working towards your goals, like to be an right. all star. And it's right. like, so for some people, you get paid all this money, and if you're not an all star, like they look at you, you know, like right. you know, because that's what you projected to be. And it's right. like a lot of pressure on you, like right. especially when you're young, because right. you don't really know, like, like me, like it's the prep. Like, I'm trying to work towards the second contract, like, and I gotta perform, like, right. and this, it's not just basketball no more. Right. It's a, it's really, it's. Business, it's corporate, it's right. business. It's not basketball no more. It's right. not just you waking up and going to hoop. Right. Nah, it's a lot more that go into it. Right. So, it's and that don't work here. I kind of went through some of that stuff. Mm-hmm. It's pressure to like, like I'm a seven pick. Like I'm right. Kobe White. Right. Like I'm supposed to be a killer. I'm right. supposed to be a scorer. I'm right. supposed to be this. I'm supposed to be that. And I wasn't doing that. Right. Like I ain't never like it was games I had three points, four points. Right. I don't even remember the last time I had. No, I'm not, even, I'm not even trying to be funny. Not even right. middle school, fam. Right. Not even middle school. <laughs> I don't remember the last time I had three three points, bro, in the game. Right. So I was going on at night. I'm like, what am I doing? Like, right. I'm a bum. Like, what's going on? Like, what am I doing? Right. And I'm like, and then people talking to me, like, it's a process, bro. Right. Like, everybody starts somewhere. Right. Because you, I ain't like, I'm looking at my peers. Like, I'm looking at John. I'm looking right. at. RJ, right. Kendrick Nunn, right. like Tyler Hero, right. and they going crazy. Yeah, they was killing. They killing. Yeah. And I'm sitting here, I'm like, that's like, like what's yeah. going, like bro, like yeah, that's me. Speak, like, speak on the transition of, you know, you starting from high school, college. That transition of coming off the bench had to be very, very tough for you. It's difficult. Yeah, because I mean, like you know, just people think that it's. You know, it's it's hard to catch a rhythm if you're not yeah, getting then, warm right from the jump. Sometimes, if you don't catch that rhythm and quickly enough, right, you back to the bench. Right. So it's like you come in, it's like you don't make your first couple of shots right. for anyone coming up the bench. Right. Like you make your first couple of shots, and it's like, mm. yeah, yeah. So yeah. I mean, but that's how basketball is. Period. Right. On any level. Right. 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 On right. any level, of course. But I had never dealt with it like. Anywhere in high school, I was the man. Right. College, the man. Right. NBA, 
I'm the I'm the seventh man right. in the rotation. Right. Like I'm not the man no more. Right. Like I'm not him. Right. I'm just the Do you think that drove you though? Facts. Yeah. I hate being you know Yeah. You know me like I I I'll, like everywhere I've been I've been a man, so I've been used to that. Right. And when I'm not that no more, yeah. I'm like I'm a nobody. That's how I just feel though. I'm nobody. Right. Like right. I'm gonna leave, but I'm nobody. So it pushed me like like I wanna be one of those guys, right? Like, I want to be top. You know what I'm saying? Right. Those guys right. that you can trust, or right. that you like. That Shannon Sharp and the boys is talking about on ESPN in the top five point guard conversation. Yeah, yeah, it's like that's yeah. that's, that's just, the goal. Yeah, so like yeah. it drives you, but so yeah, like I said, it was hard. So in February, I think I started to pick things up. Right. Um, got a little bit more minutes. Started right. picking up guys was injured. Right. So, um, then I didn't get picked for the Rise Stars game. Right. That was kind of like, you know, you could like I could say it didn't bother me. Right. But it's in Chicago. Right. I was right. seven pick. Right. I'm like, and I can't represent my city. The city. Yeah. You know. Right. So that happened. So then afterwards, uh, I don't know. Something clicked. Right. So I'm clear. <laughs> um, so I just, think everything probably, you know, and this is what the young kids have to understand nowadays is you go through that adversity, it builds you. Yeah. No matter how mad you get, but you know, it's a like you said, it's a process. People are so quick that I don't I don't like it, so I'm out of here. And I'm out of here. That, Instead of saying, Okay, came off the bench and motivated you, didn't make rider start. Okay, I'm gonna show you guys one of these days and and then it, it turns on. Yeah, I kept I, I kept telling like, myself and people I'm like, wait till everything click. Right. When it come together, y'all gonna see. Right. Cause I know at the end of the day, I'm gonna put in the work to be great. Right. And I'm gonna challenge myself every day to be great. Right. But wait till everything come together. And I said I had to tell myself like, everybody start from somewhere. Right. You know. Right. Kyle Lowry. I look at Kyle Lowry. Right. Like Louis started from. Right. Now he's, one of the best point guards in the league. Right. Like he it wasn't always sweet for him. You right. You know what I'm saying? He right. Grind it. Right. So I'm looking at it as like everybody start from somewhere and I'm I don't know, like I just got there, I got comfortable. I got right. real comfortable. Right. And once that happened, like it was like cool. Yeah. Like and like I, I owe my teammates, my teammates, cause they knew what I could do. They seen it in training camp, they seen it in practice. And, right. You know, preseason I was killing. Right. And like really like Denzel, mm -hmm. Chris, Chris Dunn, and Zach Thad. Mm -hmm. Like, everybody, they was like, but man, you know, those guys, like mm -hmm. Zach Thad, Chris Dunn, Denzel, and Shaq, Shaq Harrison, mm -hmm. those was like really like, like, Thad kind of, and when you hear from Thad, he the right. OG, he been around right. the league. Right. And you hear it like when he, when he tells you stuff, you listen, you like, right. Yeah. So when he, when he believes in you, right. You know, it's like, Okay. Right. If he he been around the league, he played right. with great players. Like, right. If he believed in me, he believed I can do what I can do. Right. Then I got to show it. Like I just right. got to go out there and play. And then Zach was always in my ear. Like right. you know what you're capable of. Like right. you know what you can do. You know you you different. Like right. you just got to go out there and prove you different. Stop thinking so much and right. go out there and just hoop. So we played Phoenix, and I had 33. Right. Cool. I had I had 25. It was games, but something felt different. You know, yeah. I had 29 against. I had 29 against Knicks, right. 26 against uh, Milwaukee back to back, right. and then I had when y'all in Charlotte I had 20, 28 or something like that. Right. So I had big games before, but this game felt different. Right. Like this game felt like I got my I'm in the groove. Yeah. 
Yes. So then uh, we, we played DC. Right. And I'm feeling it from the beginning. I think yeah. I, I had like 26 at half. Right. And I was going crazy. Yeah. And I'm just, I was in a good groove. Right. And then we played Oklahoma City. I remember Chris, Chris calling me. CP called me and was like, uh, well, he texted me, I think. Or he called me one of them the day before the game. He was like, you're not getting 33. He said, <laughs> you're not getting 30. Like, yeah. So I'm like, you know me, I ain't really, I'm humble. Like, I ain't really tripping. I'm like, all right, like, cool, like, whatever. I'm just, I trying to get the win. And right. like, I think I had 35. <laughs> and, and, and I was like, I'm in a good groove. Right. So then things just started clicking. I don't know, like, start opening up, start reading stuff different. Right. Um, I just think, and I had a lot of help from Coach Flims, who was one of my assistant, uh, who was like my player coach, right. my assistant coaches. And, Everything, bro. I couldn't tell you. Yeah. Bro, I ain't changed nothing. Yeah. I just, I guess my mentality, my mentality yeah. changed and everything built up. And yeah. I'm like, I got tired of it. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Fed up. Talk to me about you and uh, CP's relationship. I know um, you play for his AAU team, and he's like a big brother as well. Um, talk to me about the influence he's had on your game and just you know life in general. Uh, he's always been there since I know him. I met him when I was 15, 16. Right. Um, he was always kind of know my, cause my, my sister, they were on the same match. They, they knew each other. They was, he was cool. My sister was cool with his wife, Jada. Mm -hmm. So, uh, they kind of always knew each other. So, 15, I played for Team Wall. Things didn't work out. Mm -hmm. Um, mutual, not, not mutual, but things didn't really work out how I wanted to. Mm -hmm. Uh, Leaky Black just left. Mm -hmm. My uh, my boy Leek just left CP when he was 16. They needed a point guard, mm -hmm. so my sister was like, talk to him, whatever, and they let me come up there for a workout. And I killed. Her. I played good in the workout, mm -hmm. and uh, they was like, they asked me that I want to play 17s and 16s. Mm -hmm. 17 was loaded. Yeah, I knew I wasn't gonna get that much time. Right, and I already kind of built a relationship with the guys in 16, mm -hmm. John Newman, Trey Turner, those guys. Mm -hmm. So I was like, nah, I want to play 16. Right. I'm still a kid, and, right. and I just, I want, I just want to play. I want to play, right? yeah. So, but you know, you get this thing like 17. I play 17 in EYBL, and you play a little bit. College, like they off you just because right. it's so hard to play. Right. So they all. I went 16. I started playing, and then I met CP. Mm -hmm. We just had a, a relationship ever since then. He gave me his number, mm -hmm. his personal contact. Mm -hmm. Anytime I needed, he would check on me all the time. Anytime I needed something, you call me or. I would call him and he was always there knew my dad died. He was just kinda of there for me all right. the time and he helped me and my family a lot. Right. Um so he was just always there for support. Right. And then when I was at college, if I had a good game, he would text me. If I had a bad game, he was like text me, told me I'm alright. Mm -hmm. And it's his family, like yeah. my mom my mom and his mom were super close. That's dope. Um That's dope. His, his dad and my brother talk on the phone a lot. That's dope. And uh I don't know, like his dad, his dad came all over to Chicago just to see me play. That's dope. Him and his boy, him and some of his, his dad's boys came. That's dope. Like, we wasn't even playing CP. Mm -hmm. He was just, he wanted to come see me play. Wow. Wow. That's great to have mentors like that, especially yeah. from a great, like, CP. Um, so, talk to me. Um, whatever, what, what advice do you have for all the youth out there? Um, you know, from a basketball standpoint and then from a life standpoint. I want you to be realistic because some of some of the kids have unrealistic goals. Mm -hmm. um, that's what I try to hint on in this podcast. I want them to know the truth. There are slim 
Kobe White's that is going. It's not going to happen all the time. Um, you know, between you and Dayron and you know, there's five or six kids. You know, that really go to that level and then actually have an opportunity to go to that other level. So talk. Just give me give give the kids some advice on. Um, you know. Uh, being realistic and and where they should set their dreams and goals. Yeah. So like I said, you should never stop chasing your dreams. Right. At the end of the day, you shouldn't stop chasing your dreams. But at the same time, you gotta be smart and you gotta be real with yourself. Right. And for me, it's me to make where I'm at. I'm in that point, whatever. Like not even holding them, but like point something right. percent of right. the world. Right. Like only sixty players get drafted right. a year. Right. It's only like how many in the league, like three, six hundred, it's right. like that. It's right. like that. And it's a billion. <laughs> it's a billion. Like, you know what I'm saying? Right. So it's not. When you look, because even when I was in high school, people would tell me, do you want to go to the bed? I'm like, yeah. But in right. the back of my head, I'm like, I right. knew it's that point percentile. I'm like, I'm and I had to realize that, you know what I mean? When I was going through, it's everybody's dream. Yeah. You know, I play for the Lakers. You know, I like I was a big time Kobe Bryant fan. And, you know, when you get to college, it's like, huh? Yeah. Okay. You know, like you know That's when you hard. know. Yeah. But I, I mean, I just like, all right, bro. I'm gonna have to figure out something else because, you know. But I was real with myself. Yeah. And when I think that's the hardest part for a lot of players, you know, even when they get to that level after to know what to do with their mm -hmm. life, so you can start preparing early. Yeah. You always gotta have a fallback plan. Right. And you always through life. Basketball is not all you're interested in. Right. In reality, it's not all that you, you might right. say, like, basketball is my life. Right. Like, basketball is not my life. Right. Like, it's not my life, but right. I love the game. Right. And I love playing basketball. And basketball helped me in ways people, anything can right. help me. Right. Networking. Basketball, yeah. Networking. Mm -hmm. Just stress. Right. Life. Like, right. basketball is your, my, my outlet. Right. But I love music. Right. I love family. Right. I love like films, right. like it's other things in the world. What would you a uh, question? What would you do if you if you wasn't hooping? What what do you think your profession would be? It would say be, you went to college and you got out of college, what would your profession be? It would be? definitely be something with sports. Mm -hmm. But I also would like to try to run my own business. I I ain't gonna lie, I wanna I wanna have my own record label. Okay. Like that's right. I, I love music. Right. And I'm I ain't, I can't rap. Right. I can't sing. Right. But I love to listen to music and I feel like music speaks to me in different ways that other people right. know, value music. Right. So one thing I wanna do is open my own, have my own record label. Right. You know? Um so some of that sort. Like but right. like at the end of the day, like you everybody not gonna make it. Everybody right. not gonna go to the NBA, everybody right. not gonna go play professional football, right. everybody not gonna so you gotta have something. Like I said, it comes back to being realistic with yourself. Right. You gotta find something, or you're gonna be lost. Right. You're gonna be lost when because when the real world hit. Right. And and one thing I learned is in this world, everything I've been through, my dad dying, uh, how I grew up. Don't nobody feel sorry for you. <laughs> Not at all. <laughs> don't nobody feel sorry for you. Right. Like at the end of the day, right. you 25, whatever how old you are. Right. They're not gonna feel sorry for you, right? And people don't feel sorry for you. The world, like real world, not gonna feel sorry for right. you, bro. They're gonna knock you down. They're not gonna help you back up. Mm -hmm. It's gonna be on yourself to get back up. Mm -hmm. And I just feel I learned that, like I learned that, like when my dad died, mm -hmm. like I could sit around and pout about it. I could mm -hmm. sit around and be sad. I could sit around and be hurt. But at the end of the day, if I meet somebody, they know my story. Mm -hmm. Oh, like you know, 
I'm sorry, but at the end, they gonna go home to their family. They not gonna go to sleep at night thinking about me. Right. right? They gonna they gonna carry on with their life. So right. they don't. They're not. Sisters are not gonna feel sorry for me. Right. So when I learned that is when I was like, when I learned that people are not gonna feel sorry for you is whenever I kind of like. That's when my whole demeanor changed. Right. Like to life. Like right. even even though like I knew how good I was in basketball, I also when I got to school, like some people they get to school. And they know they're going to leave or whatever. Or they know that they don't try. Right. Like they, you know, when I got to school, I try hard. Right. Like I think, cause I'm not an easy school. I had like right. a two eight or something right. like that. When, when I fret for my freshman year, mm-hmm. cause I knew like the ball ain't gonna bounce forever. Mm-hmm. And just like, and I look at, I tell people all the time, look at guys. You know, uh, R. P. To the great, great, great Kobe Bryant. But man, he had it figured out. He knew he was passionate, and you know, I. Um, Man, like from a business standpoint, exactly with body armor, and anything, everything, yeah. like building relationships, like even what right. he was doing with the uh, his, the mama, the mama, yeah, in the, yeah, um, yeah, mama academy, mama academy, yeah, and and even he was just giving kids platform. How many, how many legends, Hall of Famers, you know, was going to high school girls game to right. watch the elite talent, right? Not many people was doing like right. he the only one I knew like you know that would do that like right. And I I love WNBA. Right. I love watching girls play because I just think they you know they're not they're not athletic as guys they're not right. dunking but girls are crazy they dunking now but right. they're not dunking but <laughs> yeah. they were so skilled right. Like if you really watch girls play you see how skilled they are because they don't have the athletic genes that right. we have right. They so skilled they so talented like mm-hmm. so like I love watching. And like for him, like I had soup like I already had super respect because I love Kobe Bryant and I looked mm-hmm. up to him because his mentality towards the game. Mm-hmm. But as I got older, you realize like it's more than just basketball mm-hmm. with him. Mm-hmm. Like and I had and he so, applied that yeah. that mentality to everything. Even look at guys like uh, Shaquille O'Neal. Bro, Shaq's what? another one. Shaq, I mean Shaq is just as famous as it's, he was now than he, he was when he was playing. playing. He yeah. might be more famous because he right. watches hot commercials and right. people don't even watch basketball. I know Shaquille O'Neal is. Right. You know what I'm exactly. saying? Exactly. 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 Yeah, man. Um, give me one more, one more piece of advice for the kids about work ethic, um, and as they're chasing their dreams, what they need to be focusing on, and um, you know, just talk about working hard. I just feel like you should never work. Work will get you everything. If you don't work, you won't. You know, you won't get nowhere. Mm-hmm. Without work, with a work ethic, you won't get anywhere you want in life. And that's that's just like not with basketball or sports. Right. right. That's just with life. Period. Right. Like. Oh, I know. I was gonna say something. I was gonna say, basket like with basketball or like anything. Like I can tell you, like you gotta make connections. Right. You gotta network. Like for me, right. for me, like I knew the basketball balance. But if I got a chance to talk to somebody that was mm-hmm. important, I'm mm-hmm. gonna talk to them. And that's kind of changed since I was a kid. Like remember when I was in high school? Oh yeah, when he was in high school, <laughs> he didn't like to. You know, we, I, pra- we practiced the yeah, interview process because yeah. I told you how important it was going to be for your future for when you start interviewing. Um, and now, but like, just, you know, um, having that personality. Yeah. Because, you know, and that's why I think, you know, for me, that's why I love Greenfield because it shaped me. Mm-hmm. Regardless where the, you know, uh, you know, you love the basketball and you didn't like the, the school part of it. All right, nobody likes school, but like it taught you <laughs> to... You know, be around younger kids and be around, you know, older kids and being around people who have yeah. businesses already. And now you, you're making those connections, but it, it, the network is what's going to get you through life. I was able through my process to call Greenfield and able to start training at Greenfield, like just because of the, the network that I kept open. So, 
Yeah, exactly. So networking, I would say, I would say being able to have personality and being able to, for kids, being able to break out of their shell. Right. Because it's not easy. It's obviously not easy. It took me a long time to even right. be able to, like, imagine me in high school doing this podcast. Right. It would be way different from how I'm doing it now. For real. Uh, you feel me? Uh, <laughs> yeah, like, you know, it would just be stuff like that. And right. kids don't realize it, but... Just by you talking to people articulate. and you being a, yeah, yeah. Art, being articulate, mm-hmm. like it'll take you a long way. So mm-hmm. I just say work hard, um, never stop following your dreams, mm-hmm. but also be realistic with yourself. And for me, it's just being you know being a good person. Right. At the end of the day, right. Being because I I'm a firm believer like my family installed this thing we like good things happen to good people. Of course. And. If you do that, I feel mm-hmm. like, and for me, I don't, you know, a lot of people, I don't know what religion, you know, people that watch, I don't know what religion they, you know, right. but for me, keeping God first and right. staying prayed up, right. and just having faith, strong faith helped me a lot. Like, I believe God has a plan for everybody, and I believe, right. like, my plan was to be in the NBA. Right. Like, that's just something I believe. Right. So I just think being family-oriented, uh, putting God first, mm-hmm. working hard, um, whatever you want to do, I feel like, in your dreams, though, whenever you want to do following your dreams, you got to give it your all. Right. And you gotta sacrifice, and you gotta go. You gotta attack it head on. Right. At the end of the day, if you don't give it your all. You're not gonna. What you put in, is what you get out of it. Right. If you don't put in 100, percent you're not gonna get 100 percent back. Right. right. And I'm not gonna say your dreams will always come true. Cause that's not right. real. Right. But at the end of the day, you will set yourself up better than what you. That's what people don't yeah. understand. So like, if you don't get to the NBA, if you set yourself up with all those other qualities that you just talked about. Okay, maybe you might become an NBA scout. Yeah, and you're still around the the, the realm yeah. that you want to be around. Yeah. Um, you know, without actually being a player. So, well, look, man, we're gonna wrap it up. That's episode three with my guy Kobe White. Man, appreciate you coming out, bro. Sure. All right, make sure y'all go uh, follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook, and subscribe to our YouTube channel. See you next time.